this week I uh, presided over a funeral at National Cemetery. And if you've never been in the National Cemetery, it's right next to Dallas Baptist University. It's uh, out in uh, down 20, quite a ways from here, but it's, it's striking because you pull in and all you see are acres, acres of little white crosses. And all the same, all the same design. And right there with every one of them are people who either gave their life for us to be free or people who were married or related to those that gave their life and they lost them so that we could be free. And I thought about that and I thought, I got to speak on that Sunday. It's Memorial Day Sunday. And it's not a grim subject, but we're witnessing in our own country right now uh, a savage, intent attack on our freedoms. Freedom of speech, freedom to, uh, to uh, have and bear arms. Uh, the things that this country was built on are under attack. And I think it's good for us to remember how are we free like this? To get up and come to church the way we want, when we want, where we want, driving the car we wanted, uh, living in the house we wanted, um, going to a restaurant afterwards of our own choice, uh, no tyrant, no despot telling us what to do, how to live, how not to live, getting worse, but we're not there yet. And so I want to talk about how we got free. How many of you are thankful for our freedom? Yeah. So I'm going to ask us to stand for the reading of God's word. And it's a very short verse, one verse. And then, um, as a matter of fact, I want you to read it with me. Uh, it's 1 Kings 4.25. And I'm going to talk to you about this. But let's look at what it says about old Israel, uh, Old Testament Israel. Uh, verse Chapter 4, verse 25. Read it with me. During the lifetime of Solomon, all of Judah and Israel lived in peace and safety. Now, isn't that short and sweet? But I want you to notice that describes us right now. We're living in relative peace and safety. Amen? Compared to other nations of the world. So let's talk about it. Father, thank you. We, we stand, Lord, on the shoulders today. We really do. Of people, men and women, who gave it all so that we could be free. Without them, we would not be free. And so, Lord, we remember them today. Memorial Day, remember today. We remember them. Those acres and acres and acres of crosses are only a little thimbleful of all those that gave their life. And so, Lord, we thank you for them. Now, not only did they, but so did Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the blood you shed so that we could also be free. Lord, we're free in every way because people died for us. And we thank you for that freedom. Can we just observe a moment of silence and just thank God for all of those that died so we could be free?
Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, thank God we're free. Now, when we read a verse like this, during the lifetime of Solomon, all of Judah and Israel lived in peace and safety. Uh, we know that Solomon ruled Israel in peace and safety because his father, David, had fought all the battles. Solomon was never involved in a battle because his father, David, had fought them all for him and blazed the trail so that Israel could be free. When King David had wanted to build a temple unto the Lord, God said to him, You must not, David, build a temple to honor my name, for you are a warrior and have shed much blood. But to what end had David shed blood? Was he just a killer, a killing machine? Did he just go out to kill for killing's sake? No. The end to which he had killed and shed much blood was so that Israel and Judah could live in peace and safety. That's why he did it. He, he fought off tyrannical pagan tribes that would have, in a heartbeat, brought Israel and Judah under their control and under their tyranny. He fought them, the Philistines, for example. He fought them, drove them back, defeated them, and because of that, Solomon was able to enjoy peace and safety in all of Israel with him. Now, now today is Memorial Day, as you know. It's Pentecost Sunday. But with what our nation is looking at right now, I want to just talk about the Memorial Day. Because that's really more pressing. We need to remember that people did give their lives so that we could be free. Very important. Many Americans see today as just a day off. Last night, I tried to go to sleep with fireworks going off in the background. People shooting off fireworks uh, because it was uh, Memorial Day weekend. People get a three-day weekend. And so they just see it as a three-day weekend or a day off. And they never stop to think, you wouldn't be able to shoot those fireworks or live in your house or drive the car you want or have the job you want or be who you want to be if, if people had not died for you to have that freedom. That's just a fact. For those who have lost somebody to war, it means much more than a day off. Just as David fought great battles to bring peace and safety to Israel, brave men and women throughout our history have paid the ultimate price so that we can be free. Do you know how rare it is in the history of the world to be free like America? That's why they call America the great experiment, because it's completely rare in history that men and women and families and a people have been this free. No, no, that's not the way it was for most people. Because so many have died for this country, we have the right to preach God's word freely. I'm up here preaching freely because somebody died so I could have freedom of speech. That's a fact. I could not get up here and quote the verses I want. I could not get up here and preach the way God led me. Do you know that in the height of the Nazi regime, they sent the messages to the preachers that they were to preach. They were not their own anymore. They were, they were sent the sermons from Hitler and his staff on what they could preach and what they couldn't preach. And it was always lifting up the Nazis and lifting up Hitler and nothing about Christ. They lost their freedom. This is a great privilege to stand up and preach. We have the right to live in peace in our own homes. Thank God for that. We have the right to pursue peace, prosperity, and happiness in our dreams. Yeah. 
You couldn't decide under a tyrannical government what you wanted to be, what profession you wanted to go into, what you wanted to make. No, no, no. You're told what you're going to make. I've been there. I've been in communist China. I talked to a man who was a, a master electrician and an engineer. And, and, and we ate in his little freezing cold apartment where he gave me for a meal for a visitor a hard-boiled egg. And I said, what is it like living here? He said, I can't make what I want. I'm told what I can make. I'm told where I can live. I'm told how I can, how I can go about and do my business. I'm, I, I'm under control. I saw it. I smelled it. I felt it. And it was bad. I'm used to the oxygen of freedom. And so are you. Amen? We're free to attend church. We're free to choose what we want to be when we grow up. We're, we're, we're free to choose where we want to live, what we want to live in. We're free to choose most of the things that affect our daily lives. And that is very, very rare in the history of the world. Please understand, uh, this is not the way most people have experienced life since God created man. Every night we Americans go to bed, think about it, in the safety of our own home, while terrible wars uh, rage on foreign soil, but not here. Our cars won't be blown up tonight. We're not going to face bombers on the way to work. We're, there's no missiles flying overhead. There's no soldiers marching down our streets. Thank God for that. When you tuck your kids in at night, you can thank a soldier that they can sleep all night in peace. I'm going to say that again. When you tuck your kids in bed at night, you can thank a soldier that they can go to peace or go to sleep in peace and safety. You can thank a soldier. That's a fact. We don't like to think about that, but it's true. It's absolutely true. When you relax in the comfort of your living room, holding that channel changer, watching what you want to watch, living where you want to live, you can thank a soldier. You don't have to worry about a hostile government seizing your house. Because that happens all over the world right now. All over the world. Now, when we look back in history on just three wars that were fought to, to obtain and sustain our freedom, we see the huge price that was paid. Let me just talk straight to you today about the price that has been paid for you and me to be free, to breathe that oxygen of freedom, to enjoy the life we choose. It began with the Revolutionary War, 1775, 1783, eight years. We fought for our independence from England. We would never have become a nation without that war. And I'll tell you, you need to read a book like 1776. You need to read of all the miracles that those soldiers experienced when they were absolutely overwhelmed by the forces of England and God over and over again supernaturally sustained them and opened doors for them and strengthened them to win the battle so that we could have America. It's just truly amazing. 50,000 soldiers died in that war. 50,000 Men primarily, but women as well. Now, that number goes right over your head, so let me give you an example. Think of a packed football stadium, 50,000 seats. Think of a packed NFL stadium, 50,000 seats. Think of it. 
And, and think of starting at the bottom where, where the, the field is and walking all the way up those, that long walk all the way up to the top and that vast sea of people packed and think that's how many died so I could have a nation. Their average age was, age was 17. They made $6.25 a month. A month. They made $6.25 a month. Of the 50,000 that died in that war, 16,000 of them died of starvation or disease. Starved to death on the battlefield. Or disease. The rest died in battle. Because of their sacrifice, we were freed to write our own constitution and our own declaration of independence. There would be no America without it. Are you thankful? I'm thankful. Amen. But then came the war to end all wars, World War I, called the war to end all wars. You know why? Because in that war from 1914 to 1918, a four-year war, uh, it was fought initially to defend our freedom on the oceans. 9.7 million military personnel died. 9.7 million. Now I ran the numbers because I want to make it real to us today. That comes down to 200 packed football stadiums. 200 of them. Packed football stadiums. 50,000 each gave their lives, spilled their blood on a battlefield so that we could stay free. The average age of World War I soldier was 18 to 22. So think about it. They never got to live their dream, never got to raise a family, never got to watch kids graduate, never got married, never bounced grandchildren on their knees. They gave it all before they could even experience life. They went and they died. Why did they die? In the natural, they died for freedom. From tyranny. From despots. From bondage. They died for freedom to come and go. To live the life you want. To laugh. Have fun. Enjoy the years God gives you. They died for that. They gave it all. I've called this message, They Gave It All. That's the title of this message. They gave it all so America could remain free. And that means you and me. Are you glad they did it? Oh, yeah. But then came World War II, 1941 to 1945. Four years of hell on earth. 1,076,000 soldiers died to defend our freedom from Nazism. That's 21 packed football stadiums. 21 of them. 1,076,000. Hitler was a demon-possessed man. I read yesterday how one of his friends that, that he had grown up with was there the night he became demon-possessed. And I wanted to describe it, but then I thought, no, I don't want to in any way promote him 
But I want to tell you, there was a moment his best friend on earth, maybe the only friend he ever had, was there when he became demon-possessed and talked about conquering the world. And do you know that part of his plan was the eastern part of the United States? He wanted to bring the world under Nazi control. He wanted the Aryan race to be the superior race of the world. He was taking out old people. He was taking out crippled people. He was taking out gypsies. He was taking out Jews. And he would have, he would have annihilated tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of more lives if he had not been stopped in WW2. His friend talked about how his voice changed. And his eyes got strange. And here was just this evil Demon-possessed man wanting to take your freedom away and mine. And because of soldiers. (laughs) And the grace and the sovereignty of God. But but who who did God use? He used soldiers to fight the battle. And because they gave it all, Hitler's evil plan to conquer the world was stopped in its tracks. But many of those in their 20s that went to that battle, had a wife, at least one child, hoping for their return, only to hope in vain, because they gave their life so that you and I could get up and get in the car, all dressed up, and come to church and worship the way we want. And so let me tell you, roughly 11 million Americans have spilled their blood on a battlefield in three wars They were specifically fought to keep us free. Now I ran the numbers again. That's 220 packed football fields. 220. How long would it take you to visit all those? 220 packed football fields of people that never got to live their life. I'm so thankful for the soldiers. And then they believed in freedom. Because, folks, if we weren't free, we couldn't send missionaries around the world. If we weren't free, we couldn't get up and preach a gospel message and call people to Christ. If we weren't free, we'd be having to meet underground. We wouldn't be meeting on the side of a highway. No, we'd be an underground church like China, like Korea. But no, we're free. We're free because... Because 220 packed football stadiums of people gave their lives so that we could be free. So on this Memorial Day weekend, let me mention a few facts about freedom. Let me just tell you a couple of things about freedom. Freedom is never really free. There's the first one. Freedom is, is never free. Not in this world. Uh, it's almost always bought with the blood of patriots. That's why... You know, I'm patriotic. Now, my first citizenship is heaven. But I'm an American. And you know what? Uh, uh, In in that respect, I'm patriotic. Because this is a free country. If this country goes down, the rest of the world is plunged into darkness. Are you aware of that? The rest of the world is going to be... Because we are the beacon of freedom. As troubled as we are and messed up as we are, we're still the beacon of freedom. Amen. 
Now you say, might say, well, Jeff, why is it that, that to be free, you got to fight a battle? Why, why do we need to fight battles to be free? I'm going to answer that. Because the Bible reveals we live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world filled with evil and darkness, and that's a fact. We live in a fallen world filled with evil and darkness. John wrote, the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Did you catch that? Look at that up there. The whole world is under the control of the evil one. He's not embellishing. He's telling us the truth. The whole world is under the control of the evil one. Singular, a personality. The devil. Paul the Apostle made it plain that a constant, pervasive, and intense spiritual battle is is being waged 24-7 in the spiritual dimension of life. For we're not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against persons without bodies. Is that weird or what? That's eerie to me when I read it. But it's true. We're in a world where persons without bodies, evil spirits, Satan himself, are waging war against the object of God's love. And that's you and me. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes on him will not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved who? The world. Who's that include? You. He so loved you and me that he gave his only son. So the, the devil hates anything that God loves, so he attacks us. He calls them the evil rulers of the unseen world, those mighty satanic beings, great evil princes of darkness, who rule this world, as John said, and against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spirit world. So this is why most people in history have lived under the misery of tyranny and dictators and evil despots. That is the story of most of history. I want us to get, you know, get out of our Americanized thinking just for a minute because we're in a bubble. We're, we've been raised in a bubble. If you step outside the bubble and you go back into history, most human beings have lived under tyranny and dictators and evil men who have ruled them with an iron claw. And there was no freedom like we have. That's the story of all of mankind. That's why America is so unique. To come and go, to make your own decisions. Say what you want to say. Do what you want to do. That's completely rare in the history of the world. Most of the people, listen, who have lived and died have not enjoyed freedom like ours. Wicked men with wicked hearts, ruling wicked governments, have kept their citizens in bondage. Hungry, deprived, living out lives of quiet desperation. That's the way they've lived. But we say, what do you want to be when you grow up, Johnny? Well, I want to be a doctor. Go for it. What do you want to be, Susie? Well, I want to be a, a, a doctor. Go for it. What, what do you want to be, Billy? Well, well, I want to be a CPA. Go for it. What do you want to do, uh, 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 James? Well, I, I want to be a carpenter. Go for it. You can do whatever you want to do in America. Be who you want to be. Totally rare in the history of the world. Look today at places like North Korea. Ooh. Where Christians are routinely arrested and killed for having a Bible. If you're caught with a Bible, you're killed. If you're caught with a Bible, the Word of God that I love and I read it every day. If you're caught with one, you're killed. In North Korea. 
Or how about Venezuela, where socialism has totally destroyed their nation and the citizenry are eating out of trash cans to stay alive? Or how about communist China, where churches are routinely shuttered all the time and burned to the ground and Christians are increasingly arrested in prison and even killed in communist China? And for the record, communist China is breathing down our neck. And they aspire to bring us under their control. There's no doubt about it in my mind. When I look at the dictators of the world and how they watch the way we're acting, we're behaving, the silly, stupid things we're all hung up on, instead of protecting our nation and being strong, they're salivating because they don't want free people. They want bound people, enslaved people, and they're looking our way. Mark it down. So because of evil in the world and the godless hearts of those who rule the nations, freedom must be fought for. You've got to fight militarily to be free. Second thing, freedom comes only through strength. Freedom only comes through strength. Now, there's a lot of woke anti-military people that won't like when I say this. But even woke people are enjoying the freedom that unwoke people bought for them. That's going on the radio. Study your history. There's only one way you ever get free, and that's by military might. That's the only way you ever get free in this world, and that's by military strength. This is a fact of life. There are many people enjoying the freedoms of America who criticize our military, and they ought not. Those same critics don't understand that God has delegated his authority to civil authorities like the police, the government, and the military to protect and keep us free. Let me read it to you. Romans 13, everyone must submit to governing authorities for all authority comes from God and those in positions of authority, police, the military and the government have been placed there by God. The authorities are God's servants sent for your good. So when those brave men and women went off to the battlefield, the Bible right here tells me they were God's servants to keep us free and to restrain evil. They were God's servants. That's why defund the police never works. You can defund the police all day long, but look at the cities that did it. Now they're begging for the police force to be raised again. Because you've got to restrain evil. Evil is a reality of life, and it must be restrained and pushed back. And God has chosen authorities, delegated authorities, to push it back. Are they perfect? No. Are some of them not fit to be in that place? Yes. But that doesn't take away what God has established to restrain evil. So when law enforcement arrests lawbreakers, they're restraining evil from running unchecked. When the military attack an aggressive enemy to defend the country, they're restraining evil from destroying the nation. If we were to totally disarm our military today, destroy all of our weapons and outlaw self-defense, it wouldn't take 24 hours for a foreign nation to invade our country and bring us under their thumb. That's just a fact, folks. So because the reality of evil, a nation will only experience freedom through God-ordained military strength. So it's not evil to have a strong military. It's smart. Are y'all with me? 
is smart. How many of you were ever bullied? I was bullied. And I remember being bullied made me want to go do one thing, get stronger. So that I could defend myself. The nations of the world are going to bully us into submission if we don't stay strong and even get stronger and let them know, you come to take away our freedom, you're going to have a situation on your hands. <laughs> now, some of you go out here, Pastor Jeff's a warmonger. No, I'm not a warmonger. I'm not a warmonger. Nope. I'm somebody who reads the Bible, and I see that God gave authorities to drive back evil and keep us free. That's what David did for Solomon and Israel. Ah. Amen. And then I'm going to talk to you about one more thing. Not only is our national freedom sustained by strength and was achieved by the blood of patriots, but our spiritual freedom was achieved through someone else's blood. The shed blood of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something about Jesus. He was a soldier of a different kind. Oh, yeah. Jesus was a soldier. What's, what's he called? The captain of our salvation. Right? Jesus was a soldier of a different kind. He came to earth to set us free within. You will know the truth about me, and that truth will set you free. And he did it by fighting a spiritual battle with Satan that was so intense. Oh, man, you talk about, the, the, you talk about a clash of the titans. His battle with the devil took him all the way to the cross, nailed to a tree, spilling his blood for you and me so that we could be set free. Listen to how the Bible describes the war he fought. He, Jesus, defeated the rulers and the powers of the spiritual world. Everybody say with me, he won. He won. Great verse. He, Jesus, defeated who? The rulers and powers of the spirit world. Not an earthly army, another army. With the cross, he won the victory over them and led them away captive. As defeated and powerless prisoners for the whole world to see. So the devil that wanted to, to totally destroy your life and mine and carry us into a devil's hell was thoroughly and totally defeated and rendered powerless by the death of our Savior on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. And because yet another one spilled his blood for you and me, not only are we free out here because of soldiers, we're free in here because of the captain. The captain of our salvation. Amen. Can we stand together today? We meet today in national freedom because of the shed blood of patriots. We meet in spiritual freedom from sin and hell because of the shed blood of Christ. Look at all the shoulders we stand on. I've told you before, I stand on several key people's shoulders that help me along in my walk with Christ. But boy, you reach back into history, and I'm standing on the shoulder of all those soldiers, and I am held up by my captain, saved by my captain, delivered by my captain. The captain of my salvation. The 
Can you lift your hands and let's just say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for our freedom. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now I want you to take a minute and I want you to thank God that he sovereignly oversaw all those soldiers fighting and he gave America through his grace and for his own purposes, he gave America victory three times in a row. Can we just thank God for his sovereignty? Thank God for his son. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now with your heads bowed, maybe there's somebody here today and say, Jeff, I don't know the captain of of our salvation. I'm not sure I do. I'm not sure that I'm free on the inside. Free from condemnation. Free from the power of sin. Free from the tyranny of the devil over my life. The ultimate dictator, the ultimate despot. I don't know that I'm free of him. God wants you to know that we may know that we have eternal life, the Bible says. That we may know. So I'm going to pray a simple prayer. And friend, if you have a question mark about your salvation, today is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. You may never hear another message like this. You may never get another chance like this. To pray with somebody to receive Christ into your heart and let him truly set you free. He whom the Son frees is the one free indeed. So I'm going to pray a simple prayer, and you can pray it with me. I invite you to pray it with me. Let's pray. Just say, Jesus, I believe you died for me. Shed your blood for me to set me free, to redeem me. Lord, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I've sinned against God. I have broken your law. And I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Through the shed blood of Jesus. And I invite you to come into my heart as Savior and Lord. In Jesus' name.